Hello and welcome to the Classified Cheat Codes Podcast, your source for the newest news in gaming and random gaming insight. I am one of your hosts, Josiah from Caterpillar Mom Plays. And I'm your other host, Hill House from the Big Love Club. <laughs> <laughs> and we're forgot. back for <laughs> and we're back for our post-Thanksgiving show. And um, I'm hoping everyone got what deals they were looking for on the Black Friday stuff. I know like by the time this posts, they'll all be over. Um, well, most of them. A lot of people are running in through the end of the month. I I see online for deals, but to be honest, I haven't seen really that good of deals. A lot of the deals that I've seen on uh like AAA titles have already been available at some other time in the year. You know, um, maybe things like Assassin's Creed are probably the cheapest I've seen it. Like Valhalla is probably the cheapest I've seen it. But I mean. Only by like five dollars. I've seen it yeah, come down yeah. quite a bit. I'm kind um, of pissed though because I saw that uh, Vanguard is 25 percent off right now. So I'm kind of pissed. Right, but I, just, I mean, I just got it like a week ago. Right, but that's like, I mean, I would say that that always happens, but even 25 percent isn't to that me. good. Always <laughs> happens to me. But the thing is, the 25% isn't even that good. I was hoping, like, I remember there was a year where... 25% is 25%. That's like 15 bucks, bro. Yeah. It's a lot of money. Where was it 15 bucks? Because I was seeing 47 everywhere. Well, no, 15 and... bucks off. So you figure 47, you know. You, you figure that it rounded down, it's around 60 bucks. Mm-hmm. And so 15% off would be, or yeah, yeah you're right. Or 25% off would be $15. So about 47, 45 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. And th- that's a hoagie or two. Um. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. That's, that's a fucking, that's, that's like, you know, the two for six with a large drink and throw in a large fry, man. And you're good. Yeah. Some Burger <laughs> King lingo. But, <laughs> but I mean, that was like the only thing. Like, yeah, if yeah. you were waiting for um, Call of Duty to come down, that's about the only thing I saw. I, I'm very disappointed. I know Black Friday deals are usually tar- targeted at AAA titles, but like, I want some more indie titles. Yeah, those yeah. Sales. I want more, I, I don't know, up and coming developers put on those sales. I mean, at the same time, you know, there's the argument where, hey, you should be paying full price for indie games to support the smaller developers i understand that but still what happens is i go to these sales pages like on the xbox store or the nintendo e-play shop and i browse through i click on the thing that says like hundreds of games on up to 50 percent off and you're just like okay cool let's try to see what they got let's see what they got and i go through the whole thing and see nothing that i want yeah, <laughs> yeah. and and that's that's so so you can argue that they shouldn't put sales on indie titles because those developers need the money but at the same time i would be putting any money into the game if they were on that sale see and that thing is even if it was like a 25% off i would probably look at it and be like hey that might be the cheapest it gets if this is black friday and it's only 25% off for this indie game maybe this is when i should get it and i might try it and i might like it i might talk about it on the show and I feel like it's not, I don't think it hurts indie 
developers to have sales on Black Friday because I don't think people wait for Black Friday for an indie game. If anything, you would just grab money from people that are literally just wanting to spend money on Black Friday because that's what I was going into those sales looking for. I was like ready to spend money and I didn't see anything. (laughs) So that's one of those things where I think that they could run sales on indies on Black Friday just to get the people that you know, or cash happy. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, but yeah, that being said, uh, there was really nothing in news this week. I went over a bunch of stories and it was all very repetitive. It was stuff we talked about last week. I guess I'll just sum it up right now. Um, we we talked last week about Activision and how the head, I don't even remember his name, it's something corny. Uh, the head... People yeah, wanting um, him to step down. Bobby Kotick. Yeah, Kotick. That's yeah. it. Yeah. It just, he sounds like a pro golfer. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, yeah, there's people talking about they wanted him to resign. And like this week's news is uh, him responding and saying that he's not ready to resign and that he's going to try to fix the issues within the company. And if it doesn't happen quick enough, he'll, he'll resign. Um, so, but I mean, at the end of the day, he's going to get a lot of money. If he stays, he makes money off of being a piece of shit. And <laughs> sorry, that's mean. Um, but I mean, a lot of people have that opinion of him, I believe. I don't think that's uh, ex- uh, a opinion out of left field about him. But I mean, even if he leaves, everyone's complaining that he's going to get such a good severance package that like he's not going to be struggling. but that being said i i don't think there's anything to be said about that story more than that it's just like it's just a continuing saga of when all this stuff broke back in the spring about activision we're still we're still at it and i feel like you know what's funny you would think six months later we would be at the root of the problem with activision but it seems like it's gone macro and they're just ready to blame it on the head. You get what I'm saying? I understand yeah. he made that death threat that wasn't a death threat, supposedly. Yeah. Um, but still, <laughs> there you can always blame the head for everything that happens within the company, for allowing things to happen and allowing uh, reports to not be followed up on and things like that. Um, but, I mean, at the end of the day, there's also an individual based responsibility there's still associates and people that work for them that were participating in this uh there's not a better word but cancerous dialogue you know and harassment um and i i feel like there's a little bit of shame with that i don't feel like it should be at a macro level where they're just like i feel like if anything activision is probably happy that all the heat is on uh, Kodiak or whatever his name is. Um, <laughs> because <laughs> if they fire him or if he resigns, it, there'll be this public opinion that everything's better. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's not at all what's going to happen. So if anything, I do have a little bit of respect for the man in the sense that he's saying that he's trying to fix the issue as fast as possible. And if he can't do that, he's going to resign. Because if he just resigned, that would be Activision winning the media over by saying, 
hey, we got rid of him. The guy that every, everybody wanted us to get rid of, he's gone. And issue solved. Go back to buying Call of Duty and, uh, you know, loot boxes in Overwatch. You know, forget about it. And I don't think that's a good solution. I feel like it's been... I, I feel like the whole issue has been turned from a individual's being wronged to uh, Bobby Kodak or whatever his name is, uh, is the issue. And I don't feel like that is completely the issue. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I just said I didn't want to talk about it. But yeah, that's my <laughs> that's my current <laughs> opinion on it is that I feel like I feel like there's a danger of Activision getting away with this whole long ordeal by throwing it all on him, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, we'll see how it plays out, but that's just how the media is kind of, I feel like they're painting the picture to be like, he's the poster child of everything evil within Activision. And I I don't, I don't know if that's accurate, Uh (laughs) but yeah, that being said, uh, did you have any, did you have any quick news you wanted to talk about? Not, I was just going to talk about some games that I played. No, not really any any majorly. Yeah, nothing that's major that's going on yet. Yeah, it, it's it's a slow month. I know we don't talk about music on this podcast, but um, I also listen religiously to new music, and I feel like it's been a bad two weeks of music releases. There's been some real trash in new release playlists. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's been a... It's been a rough uh, couple of weeks, which is crazy because October was so good. There was so much good stuff in October as far as games and music goes. I thought that was a strong month, and I feel like November kind of hit like a wall. (laughs) But we'll see if December bounces back. Um, But that being said, I did play some really cool games this month, and there's one that I've been dying to talk about. Um, But I I didn't want to talk about it last week, even though I did play some of it during that period of the week. <laughs> um, the the first one that I wanted to talk about was called The Forgotten City. And I know a lot of people probably have heard of this game just because of how much people are raving about it. Um, but at the same time, I would not be surprised if you hadn't heard of it because it's not a AAA title. It is a indie game that was developed by literally three people. And they let you know that when you boot up the game, it says things like, uh, this was developed by three people. And it says also a lot of warnings about not spoiling the game for content creators. So I'm not going to do that since uh, I can see they take that really seriously. But at the same time, um, I enjoyed this game a lot because I had no idea what I was getting into. All I knew was it was an indie title in Game Pass and it had some sort of like Roman era you know, kind of <laughs> knight type of thing going on. It, it was really weird. I know knights weren't in Roman era. I forget the name for them. But it had this like vibe and it looked kind of creepy. There was also like some characters that looked like they were frozen in gold and reaching out towards the camera. So just by like the splash art and some screenshots on like the store, I thought it was like maybe some sort of walking simulator horror type game and i just jumped into it like that and 
without spoiling anything, because I think the best thing about the game is the experience of how everything unfolds, because this game quickly takes turns that you would not expect from just uh, the description. And then it quickly takes more turns that... um, Let me just say some things that it rewards. It rewards intuitive thought. It rewards... um, it rewards exploration, uh, dialogue exhaustment. Um, I guess I can admit that it is not a walking simulator. It is more of an RPG where you run around and talk to characters and gather information. I guess I can also say that it's kind of a mystery because from the get-go, you don't know what you're doing up until the end. You know, You can get to a point where you kind of understand what the game's about and get a grasp on all the elements that are involved. And what is really cool is with critical thinking, you can actually like discover things that you, (laughs) to be honest, when I discovered certain things linked up in the story, um, I wasn't sure if anything was going to happen. And when I played it through, it actually did happen. That was really cool because it's, you're so used to games like this having a, having what's the word it's like objectives where it's telling you that you have to do something and this game has objectives like it tells you if you talk to a character and they tell you that they need something and you need to follow up on it it gives you an objective to like go get the item or talk to the person and you can follow through on those objectives point by point until you finish that kind of quest line if you're used to that and when you're seeing that within the game you're assuming that there's no way to cheat the ending because you're like if there's not a quest for it i must not be near the ending but um you can get endings by just critically thinking about how things work in the game and you can just move past and ignore uh quest lines which is crazy so I will say that too, that it just keep an open mind when you go into the game. Like every piece of dialogue um, is essential to a point. And it also has really intelligent dialogue. This game has a lot of philosophical arguments that present a lot of different angles. And I feel like it's a very intelligent game that, uh, I don't know, it doesn't water down what it's saying and it doesn't try to be something that it's not. It's... And it never seems pretentious. It never seems like it's being smart for the sake of uh, the creators and developers looking really smart. Um, it's It ends up being smart because the creators and developers want to present real dialogue and real stories and stuff that feels like you can connect to. And I beat this game in like two days with two sittings just because I had to get some sleep. <laughs> But I understand that a lot of people I've read online like started the game and didn't put it down until they finished it. I think you can do it in like eight hours or maybe nine oh, hours. Wow. Um, but um, it's it's really cool. I really like the game. Um, also, another fact about it is I saw that in my small research after playing it, I saw that it was originally a Skyrim mod. And that makes a lot of sense after playing it. There's a lot of stuff that like kind of feels like movement and dialogue kind of feels like Skyrim and stuff like that but it's it's way more polished like 
So apparently it was a mod that was really well received and that creator decided to get with a couple other guys and just like flesh it out, add more story, uh, add more, I guess, endings and uh, dialogue and stuff like that. And um, more story and more character. And then they just made it look a lot better. Like it's not the greatest looking game for 2021, but it looks way better than Skyrim. And I think it's beyond passable. I don't think the graphics ever annoyed me. Um, the the landscape and uh, textures look great. Um, movement is fine. It's never like jarring that like the movement is like bothering you throughout the game. It's a very smooth uh, indie game. And I, I'm really impressed by like how they developed it. Also, I'm impressed by the fact that um, you move into new areas and you couldn't believe that they was there the whole time. Like it's one of those games where you feel like it's loaded a preset area. Like there's a hub world. And when you discover that there's been a piece of the world like attached to it the entire time you've been playing, it's kind of mind blowing because you're just like, hold on. Like I thought I was in the pre-rendered loaded section that I could run around so I, I don't know how to explain that, but that's that's pretty mind blowing when you see an area that's almost as big as the hub world appear. <laughs> and you're just like, hold on, this is just loaded in the background the whole time, but it must be really smooth loading. Um, that being said, there's a lot of cool things with the story and I don't want to go into too much detail with it. Um, if you have Game Pass, check it out while it's in there. If you don't, it is definitely worth the money. I know it's on Steam. Um, and I... I believe it's on consoles too. Um, but that being said, I really enjoyed the, the gameplay. Um, there, <laughs> you know what's so funny? I don't know if a developer will listen to this podcast if I talk about it, but there is one complaint that I had. Um, but I don't want to give away too much. There is a door. So if you're a developer and you're listening to this, <laughs> there is a door when you go into a certain area that's near the end of like a playthrough like it takes a little while to get to it and it has to load going into the new area it's like the only thing that has a wait time like you have to stand there and wait for it to load and the only annoying thing about it is the key system so i feel like they could update this in a update but the key system is when you unlock the door and step through the door it loads uh the area but what actually happens is it loads the area before you unlock the door. So if you accidentally press the unlock button right at the time that you're loading the door, like what's beyond the door, you can accidentally relock the door. And then you don't know where you are because you're in the dark. <laughs> and it's the only time that I got a little bit frustrated with the gameplay. But it's really funny because everything else is so smooth in the game. But it was really jarring because... The game runs really well. <laughs> There's this random moment. And I started laughing about it because it just it seemed like I did something wrong. But then I went through the door again later in another game playthrough and the same thing. happened. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sure the developers know exactly what I'm talking about with just that small amount of hinting at it. But it's a really funny moment because it's, it's it. The other thing you have to understand is there's two doors. So there's a place between the two doors and they operate on the same locking system but you can get kind of disoriented inside between the doors 
if you end up accidentally locking. And this could just be an Xbox problem. It could be that the Xbox version of the game just takes a little bit too long to load that section. Maybe on PC, this is not an issue. <laughs> but when I was playing on Xbox, uh, there's a section between two doors, and it's just really funny because like, there was a good moment where I didn't know which way I was facing, and I think I went back in the room that I just came out of like twice because there is a flashlight in the game, but I didn't have it out, so I know I'm an idiot. But... <laughs> But I ended up getting disoriented because of the loading time within pitch black darkness between two locked doors. And you're not really knowing when you get out of the loading phase. Because when the game loads for like a second, your character stops moving. And when your character character can start moving again, uh, you know that it's fine to move. But if you're in darkness, you don't know when you started moving. <laughs> if that makes any sense. But anyway... Um, that being said, Forgotten City, still one of my favorite games of the year. I put it up there with 12 minutes. Um, there's a lot of similarities between those games if you've played Forgotten City, but I won't go into detail on that. Um, but Forgotten City, I think, is just amazing. And I saw that it, I talked about it when it was, maybe I didn't talk about it, but it was nominated for the Gaming Award for Best, I think, Indie Debut which I feel like it has in the bag. The only other one that I feel like could compete with it is Bridge of Spirits. But I was surprised it wasn't nominated for Indie Title of the Year, but I, maybe they put it in Debut Indie just because they wanted to make sure it won. Because, like, if you look up reviews on this game, it's just, like, monumentally 9 out of 10s, 8 out of 10s, 10 out of 10s, you know. But uh, that being said, I really enjoyed Forgotten City and... Yeah, that's all I have to say about it. Great game. Um, the only other game I wanted to talk about was Transference. And this is actually a pretty old title. I hadn't ever played it before, though. Um, and I, did, I didn't actually know anything about this game. So at the time, I think I thought it was somehow related to the Johnny Depp movie called Transference that came out around the same time. Um, I think it is kind of similar to a degree, but not too much. Um, it's like a indie, it's really hard to say what it is. It's like an indie horror puzzle game slash walking simulator. Um, and it's developed by an indie developing team that's headed by Elijah Wood, which is really weird. And it was somehow partnered with Ubisoft. And I hinted at this last week when I said I like indie developers that work with AAA titles. And so it was really cool because Ubisoft, um, I feel like, allowed this game to look really polished. Um, it's a very well-running game. It looks great. Um, I like the incorporation of FMV in it. That's really cool. Um, the horror side is not that scary. I feel like I... The thing was, usually in games that are marketed as being scary and they're not scary, I'm still on edge because I feel like I just haven't gotten to that part yet. But this game, for some reason, never really made me feel creeped out, and I don't know why. Um, maybe it's too polished. Maybe the animation style was too clean, and I always felt comfortable. Um, even though they were trying to like make you feel uncomfortable, there's like weird noises and flickering lights and dark passageways. And uh, glitching edges to the uh, 
screen and stuff. Like they tried the most to make it feel unsettling, but I was kind of like just running through it. And this was not usual for me because when I play a game like Outlast or something like that, even in large portions of the game where it's not scary, I'm still on edge because I I don't know. I just feel uneasy. This game, though, for some reason, didn't do that. And I don't know if that's a bad thing because I still enjoyed the game. But it was marketed so heavily as like a horror title that uh, I feel like I kind of missed that. But I have looked into reviews of the game and I saw that it was kind of a mixed bag. A lot of people thought it was too short and it wasn't scary at all. But I mean, if that's not a thing, like, I don't know why that's a knock at it. Um, Or people thought that it was just too predictable or the puzzles were too easy. But for me, I thought it was about the story and the atmosphere and the gameplay and the look of it and the fact that there was no trouble playing it (laughs) and the fact that I didn't want to put it down. Like it was pretty easy to get into. Um, I think I agree more with the positive reviews of the game, but I also did not go into it expecting some sort of Ubisoft level AAA title. I went into it expecting a three to four hour game from an indie developer, and it just ended up looking really good. Um, I do think that it could have done more. I think there was a lot of mechanics that were not played out. Um But I think that's just more of a complaint of this is probably the first game that they made and they didn't have much of a skeleton made up before they started making the game. So, I mean, I think it was a good game. I enjoyed it, but I understand why people didn't like it. But I also feel like that's just because you go into it with the wrong attitude. Um, I thought Transference, I'm sure (laughs) this is really funny. I'm sure there's a lot of people are like, that's a really old game. But I thought it was worth playing. I think I got it on a really good sale. So, I mean, I wasn't, once again, like I'm comparing it to games that are under $10. I'm comparing it to other indie games. Like this is phenomenal, I thought. Um, But that being said, I I thought it was really enjoyable. It's a cool concept for a game uh, going between, I didn't say anything about what the game is, but (laughs) this is so funny. If I do video game reviews on here, so much but i don't want to spoil them because i can end up playing so many games that i don't want to spoil um i guess i can say that it's a game where you go between two different worlds and try to piece together um different characters backgrounds within that world basically it um has three stories i believe and you kind of piece together the each story and that unlocks more story and that completes the game uh, that's a very simple way of putting the game But all along the way, there's puzzles and things that you have to look out for. But I did think that there was something kind of annoying with the game. You can access the ability to pick up so much stuff, and there's no way of recording it. Um, Maybe I just didn't get the unlockable. Maybe there was an achievement for picking up interacting with everything. But I really felt like it would have been cool if there was like a collection menu where it showed you how many things you interacted with. Because it ended up being that like... 98% of the things you could pick up had nothing at all important with it. (laughs) It would have, you could pick up like, you know, vitamins in the uh, cabinet in the bathroom. And it could have a little bit of a reference to the story, but I mean, it still didn't contribute anything to your progress. I feel like there should have been some sort of like active 
progress of everything that you interacted with because it ended up being all you really wanted was the video logs and things that allowed you to <laughs> go to the next section of the game. That was it. But I mean, most of the stuff you could interact with had nothing to do with that. There was like papers and stuff that were just kind of cryptic and the papers and logs that you read ended up being a lot less information than the video logs. So, I mean, you could just watch the videos that it had FMVs involved. But I know the game was also in uh, VR. Maybe I would have a different opinion if I played it in VR. I feel like it would have been more scary. Um, maybe that's why I didn't think it was scary. <laughs> uh, but that being said, I thought Transference was a fine game. I think it's a great indie title for one of the indie titles I've played. And I've played some really bad indies. Don't get me wrong. I don't love every indie title I've played. Um, I just happened to play two really good ones this week. But that being said, that's all I got to talk about this week. What'd you play? Um, I played uh, a couple of games. I also played Vanguard. I don't know if you've been playing uh -huh. that at all. Um, love no. Vanguard. Uh, absolutely love it. Um, I'm not a big campaign guy. Never have been. And I sat down and started playing the campaign and realized that uh, I'm on the last chapter. Um, I'm on the last part of it. And all I got to do is just log on and finish it up today. It'd probably take me about 20 minutes and I'll be done with the campaign. I spent probably five hours, four hours, maybe doing the campaign and didn't even realize it because that it was that involved. Um, and the cutscenes are so good. It's just such a, a, a really good looking game. And I think that if you bumped it up to like, you know, uh, ultimate status that you could put it on as far as the campaign that yes, it would be very difficult and very hard and all that, but it's, it's well worth it. It was a lot of fun to play. Um, so if you haven't played Vanguard yet, I recommend that you check it out and uh, get I feel a look like, at it. It's it's a lot of fun. I feel like the Call of Duties get a bad rep for some of their campaigns. I feel like since Modern Warfare, they've had good ones. I liked Modern uh, Warfare's Cold campaign. Cold War wasn't you're really all that awesome, but I mean, I, I think this one's better. I, <laughs> I barely played Cold War's one, so maybe I have a bad opinion. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, didn't just... Depends, I didn't put it... I didn't put Cold War's campaign down because it was bad. I think I just didn't play Cold War anymore. It was just one of those things where yeah. I didn't boot it up anymore. And I was playing too much multiplayer, I guess. But Yeah, that's I all I'm really in it for anyway. Um, but uh, yeah. next one that I played is a little game called Never Alone. Um, this is a game that actually came out in 2014, but it was free on... Um, uh, it rings I a can't bell. Remember. can't remember where I got it for free. Uh, but anyway, it's, um, basically it's about a, uh, a little, I don't want to mess the word up, uh, but I think it's in Upiak, uh, Alaskan Indians. Um, and she's a little girl named Nunya and she travels with her Arctic Fox. It's basically just a, uh, you know, normal puzzle platformer adventure game. Yeah. And, uh, it was developed by uh, Upper One Games, uh, publisher is Eline Media, and it's it's uh, based on a traditional tale. Um, I can't even begin uh, to it, it's pronounce like it. <laughs> Kunuksayuka, and that was the name of the tale. But it, it's it's you think that it's going to be this, you know. You think it's going to be this this beautiful, touching, meaningful tale, 
And it's really cool how you learn about these people. Um, there's little short videos in it. Um, and, and some of them are uh, interviews with the elders, um, footage from, you know, places that you see in the game, um, real world locations, you know, that kind of thing. And there's yeah. and, and you can tell they took a lot of care in in making sure that you understood about these people. But the game itself it sucks. It's it's not it feels <laughs> clunky and slow. It it feels like there's a lot of it, it's glitchy and buggy. It's just it. it What'd you play it on? Because I've played this game. I beat it. A couple I, of I played years it on ago. PC. I played it on PC. I don't remember it being that annoying, but I, I it, think I maybe I enjoyed the videos too much. I remember. It I think being it was the videos. That's what experience. I liked it. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I liked the most about it was all that. And yeah, and you know, it's kind of cool, but it's yeah. yeah. I was don't it know. Built, it's is it built uh, for two players, but you can also play it as one. Is it that game? No, no, no. Okay. I think it's. I haven't seen anything about co-op on it at all. But um, <laughs> I. I don't recommend the game. Uh, if you if you want to look at the you know the story and and all that, that's fine. I can understand yeah. that. But yeah, it's it's all about. Basically, I was frustrated playing the game because just stupid things that should have oh, happened, movements wait. and stuff like that. There and was, you end up in the water or the yes. down a cavern or in ice. And there was an ice platforming thing. I remember there was one level that annoyed me. I do remember There's, that. Yeah, and I kept it's, slipping it's got some and issues, <laughs> but it's got. It, it was a great idea. You know, it's a great idea for a game because it is educational. Um, but yeah, it's you know, it is what it is. I don't recommend getting it. Um, <laughs> no, I really, know, I appreciate that opinion because I feel like I softball games too much. <laughs> it, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't get it at all. Um, but the but the one thing that I did do was it's it's not really a game either. Yeah. Um, but it's it's the only way that I can say it is it's called Kid Amnesia. Um, and this is a basically a reissuing of the albums Kid A and Amnesiac from Radiohead. And what it is is uh, Kid A came out in 2000, Amnesiac came out in 2001. Yeah. And what it is is like an art exhibition that you go through, you walk through. And it's a trip. It is it, it reminded me so much of experience when I first experienced um uh something like Rocky Horror Picture Show or or um uh The Wall from Pink Floyd. Or even even uh, 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 what was that uh, heavy metal that yeah. cartoon, dude? It reminded me of that in a way where you're going through, you know, these basically uh, art exhibitions. Now, I I am going to tell you this too. They do warn you about photosensitive photosensitivity in the game. Mm-hmm. Take it seriously. Um, this game is extremely disorienting. Um, I felt like I was falling several times, uh, and it's it's just a mind fuck. It is a complete trip, but it is beautiful at the same time, and it, it's like you're playing, uh, you know, in a trip. Basically, you're playing in a trippy music video. That's that's yeah. What I was it about is. to say, it looks like someone saw one of the Fortnite 
music events and was like, hey, what if we just didn't put it in Fortnite and did and it there, one, one better? <laughs> and there's some really good music in here, too. Yeah. Um, in, in these albums, there's some really good music in it. Um, if you're not a radio head, if you've never listened to them, you may end up becoming a fan after playing this. It's only about 20 to 30 minutes through every each walkthrough. Um, but, you know, you can, you know, do it over and over and over again. It's free through Epic. And uh, yeah, I recommend just getting it for the music alone. Um, it's really, really cool. And it gets it gets crazy. Uh, there's this one part where this song is talking about uh, um, angels you know, uh, like surrounding you and um, you're swimming with the angels and you're, you know, got nothing to worry about that kind of thing. But you're surrounded at that time by a bunch of devils that are dancing and, and uh, prancing around you and stuff. And <laughs> it's just, a, it's a weird trippy. I think you'd like it. I really do. Yeah. I'm going to um, check it out this week because I saw that they had, if you if you, you know, they are in some... a legal state, I recommend burning one first and sitting back because you'll have a really good time. Probably. I saw that they had a <laughs> single on Spotify a couple of weeks ago that was called Kid Amnesia. And I was like, what are they just reissuing the album? And I forgot to look into it. I didn't realize that it was a virtual. It's it's experience. extremely smooth, dude. It's it's like really good. Well done. Um, the only the only problem there is, and uh, this is an comes. issue <laughs> that you will find. It's not a bad thing. Um, there's like uh, there's this place where it seems like you can go down an edge in a couple of spots. Don't do it. Um, you'll get you'll get basically you you end up getting uh, what's called soft blocked, uh, and you you can't get to a door. You can't get to anything. Um, you're not able to jump. You're not able to do that kind of thing. You're basically able to direct yourself and that's about it. Um, on some of the things you're able to fly because you're in space a couple of times or it feels like you are, it's just really trippy. And a couple of times it got confusing as to where I was supposed to go, but just go with it. Um, it'll take you where you gotta be. And it's, it, yeah, it's, it's, this one is, is well worth checking out. If you're a music fan and you just like really cool visuals and and having a good time with that. I recommend definitely uh, checking this one out. Yeah, I see it's on Microsoft Windows, PlayStation Five, and Macintosh. But it's free through Epic right now, I believe. Yeah, I think, I think it might be I... free. Period. I think it's just a free experience. Is that where I, I, I got it? Probably. Oh, maybe maybe it's it was the other game I was talking it's about. Published by Epic too. That's what really made me think that maybe someone saw that those in-game Fortnite events were getting next level and they just were like, you know, Radiohead I think this is actually a, a really cool one, idea. You know? um, some of the rooms you go through are really basic artwork and, you know, some of the exhibits you're going through, but some of the other ones are just trippy. The NPCs that are in here, mm -hmm. the, they feel, some of them feel malevolent. But they don't ever do anything to you. But it just brings you to that heightened sense of fear. It's weird. It it really hits on all sorts of different emotionals and stuff. And uh, I think I, I really think you'd dig it. I really do. I should have probably streamed it. Maybe I will one day. I mean, I you know, 
uh, I can't VOD it because it'll be muted all to hell because of the music. But but I can it's gonna get I can at least share it. I can at least (laughs) share it with people. I just won't VOD it. You know, people can watch it live. But yeah, really cool, really cool, and uh, yeah, I recommend it. But anyway, that's all I that's all I messed with. You know, I did like I said, um, been doing that other stuff. Played a lot of uh, Splitgate. Got some awesome Splitgate games going in. Um, played some Halo Infinite. Um, that game is going to be absolutely balls. Uh, it looks really good, and there's some <laughs> really thing, cool stuff way. that's happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, balls is a good thing, guys. I don't if it, if I said ass, then yes, you'd probably understand it. But uh, yeah, it's <laughs> we need to start making ass a compliment. <laughs> I mean, that game's ass. <laughs> yeah, that game is ass, man. Why is that a bad thing? <laughs> I would eat that like ass. Oh, what? Oh. Um. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna get a lot of letters. I'm married, but anyway, Halo Infinite. Yeah, you should check that out too. Uh, that one was a lot of fun. The beta it, it pissed me off a little bit on PC because uh, after a couple of playthroughs, it wouldn't let me back in. Uh, for some reason, it, it kept. But people were having that issue anyway with yeah, the beta. You're just stuff. having too much fun. It's yeah, just said, that's stop. pretty much what it is. Yeah, gotta stop. <laughs> <laughs> I can't no, wait I'm, to jump I'm on the check raft. Out. I'm looking forward to the raft. Gonna play yeah. that too. I'm going to check out this Kid A experience. Yeah, dude, I, I recommend uh, it. I think you really enjoy it. It's really cool. I've, I kept it on the PC just because I enjoyed it so much. So I'm not going to get rid of it. I'll, I'll actually keep it. So Sweet. Uh, anything else? Nope, that's it, man. That's it. it. That's all cool. I did. Oh, well, that's awesome. Um, I need to find some time to play some games this week. Um. So I don't yet know. Like last week, I knew what I was going to talk about this week, but I do have no idea what I'm going to talk about next week. So hopefully there's some news. Um, if yeah. you are if you are in the gaming industry, do some do some stupid shit. <laughs> I am following. I need some um, news. <laughs> I'm trying to follow as closely as I can the story with um, uh, Doctor Disrespect and Twitch. Um, it's still going on. Well, he he has confirmed that he is suing Twitch because he got the information. Uh, he got um, uh, a reason conf- finally confirmation for why as moved. to why, and it was what he thought it was. And um, he's not going into, into into great detail. All he said was, "We are suing the shit out of them or the fuck out of them because they were just trying to so, get out of his contract, right?" Yeah, I, I, I remember when you and I spoke about it before where I thought it was there very possibly could have been a conspiracy to get rid of him so it that was... they could use the money off of his contract to bring back Ninja Shroud and the other one. Um, that had to be spring 2020, right? Like February it was something. or something? Yeah, it was something a long like time that. ago by now, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, so I'm following that to see what happens. And yeah, once I know, you'll know. And yeah, because Mixer went down. Some sort of a story on it. Mixer went down he, in the fall of 2019, I believe. And and that's about the time when he was let go because Mixer was dropping. And I thought it was interesting that he got dropped when Mixer fell. And then next thing you know, Shroud and everybody is coming back to Twitch. Yeah, it's a party. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So to me, it just, you know, it's if it smells like a turd, it's usually a turd, you know? Yeah. Well, 
I think it was a good show this week. Uh, yeah. Thanks for checking in, everyone. Um, if you're a developer of one of these great titles that we played, uh, thanks for listening. I uh, really enjoyed all the games, except for Never Alone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's so funny because I enjoyed that game, but it was years never, ago. I never probably Alone have... will never be interviewed. I I just what's so what's so funny is I I have like a memory of it where I was like I think I pleasantly enjoyed it but yeah. I think you reminded me that that experience is probably from the videos the videos are so yes. cool in it um, that's the most cool thing about it was you know visually I I they had potential it was very pretty and I was I was, was ready to be moved I was, was ready to be moved <laughs> by the game because I was like, wow, this looks so cool and gentle and, you know, just like a good game and deep. Yeah. And it ended up just being pure turd. So, yeah. The the problem with it was it was a side scrolling platformer and the platforming was not optimized. Like there was issues with the platforming, which obviously is a big deal with a game. Oh, yeah. That's the main thing. And I only remember being annoyed with the ice and the water. I remember that was the problem. But yeah. I mean, it's 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 set in a, like a Eskimo kind of area, so of course there's going to be a lot of ice. So that also seems like that would be a problem. <laughs> but what's so funny is it, it's so funny is in hindsight I have good memories of it. But you just reminded me of yeah, yeah the the there were some glaring issues. But I remember I remember finishing it. I remember getting it. Hundred percent. I remember there was DLC too. The DLC was pretty cool, but I mean, yeah, it was just more story. Um, that being said, I think it was a good show, and uh, we'll check y'all next week uh, for more gaming professional insight and uh, hopefully news. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hopefully a story or two, but yeah, we need to get some games played so we can talk about. Check some back stuff. next week for more Activision updates. Yeah. <laughs> More yeah. stories about Bobby Cuddick. <laughs> who do you say he was going to kill this week? <laughs> are Did you on the through this time? <laughs> are you are is your name on one of Bobby Kodak's bullets in the chamber of his revolver? <laughs> <laughs> and like and subscribe for a chance to win in the Bobby Kodak. Who am I going to kill? Pool. <laughs> you never what? know. Who is he gonna Wait, kill next? D- do a poll, and it's like, it, it did <laughs> the next person that gets revealed that he threatened the life of someone? It's like, yeah. was it was it a secretary, a lead keep developer? About it, it'll probably be us, <laughs> a lead developer, a podcast host, <laughs> and <laughs> like whoever votes for the right one wins some sort of cash prize. <laughs> I can see it next week. Uh, we've got an email here uh, from a B Conic. <laughs> This says, hey, shut the fuck up or I'll kill you. It's just a cease and desist. By the way, it's by like the way, perfect- I'm not threatening you. I'm just saying. <laughs> it's it's a cease and desist that looks very normal, but the entire about is uh, shut the fuck up or I'll fucking kill you. But at the very bottom of the uh, email is a PNG of the smallest print that says a hyperbolic statement. <laughs> yeah. And it's all it, 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 the whole thing is done in. Uh, cut out cut out magazine letters <laughs> yeah but it's all like but it's a hyperbolic statement <laughs> it's on a scanner they put it on a scanner and just emailed it to you yeah but it's yeah but he didn't mean it 
<laughs> anyway, hey, we love you, Bobby. Okay. I don't even want to say that. <laughs> because he's a, he hasn't made, so he, do, he doesn't need any, like, validation. No. As we I'm said, just being sarcastic anyway. I could give two shits about the, the guy. The man is validated. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we'll catch y'all next week.